it's it's a tough thing when you're married to someone crazy like for her like she's married <laughs> to me not not me married to her right i didn't want that to come out wrong Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred. Look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are doing it. I'm Travis Sherry. And I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. And we are very excited to have you here with us today. What are we talking about today, Trav? We got we got an interesting subject. Yeah, so lately I have been feeling quite trapped. Um, yeah, I've never spent, or not never, of course I've at some point in my life did spend time in my hometown outside of Philadelphia, but for the last five years been fairly nomadic and uh, came back, have a home base, and now I've spent four months in the dead of winter in this home outside of Philadelphia, and that's the longest I've been here in five years. And uh, so I want to kind of touch on the feelings of, you know, we talk about location independence. We're location independent, so we can travel, live, and work anywhere in the world. That's the purpose. But having a home base and traveling and, and you know, how you can balance that kind of stuff and why I, and I know you as well, think that travel makes you better at business, at least if you're someone who has a similar makeup as us who who wants to travel. That's exactly right. For the, for the travel-minded person, I think, it's going to make you better at business. We could start with a list there, I think. But I mean, do we, should we do the Travis therapy session here again? Are we going into... <laughs> I don't know if we need another you know full-blown therapy I, session. I think if- we're going to have to change your office, by the way. I'm looking at your office. You got a, a nice shelf you built. Congratulations, by the way. I want to ask you about that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying, hey, let's get Heather. Let's get, you know, some people. Pull that shelf out of there. Maybe we can get one of those long couches that you can lay on. You know, we can, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe, maybe this podcast just has to become therapy sessions for Travis. Um, <laughs> well, wait, you know, let me, going- hold on. Before we get into all this, dude, you built this shelf and that's awesome. And you had a blast with it. And I want to talk about that because as digital nomad location pendant type people, inherently you're working on your computer. Most of us. I mean, I, I haven't met, I don't think very many location independent entrepreneurs who, aren't on their computer a lot because it's the internet that facilitates a lot of this. So you got to do something with your hands. That's fun. Well, okay. Full disclosure. I didn't really build the shelf. Oh. I kind of supervised the building of the <laughs> shelf. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of what I do best. But I wasn't on my computer while I was supervising. Right, I was right. actually watching someone do it. So as close to doing something with my hands as someone who's as unhandy as myself gets. All right. I mean, I find um, a lot of value in that though. You know, the obviously being in the regular world is what it's all about. And as travelers, that's what we crave the most. So this is hard. Totally. I think, I think that's one of the reasons I've been feeling trapped is, is not being in the real world. I was just living in my own little bubble. So the shelf you're referencing to get back to that. Um, if anyone wants, if you have a home office, okay, or, or, you know, a home base and you want to make an awesome looking thing, you can go to Ikea uh, we got three of those Billy bookcases, right? You know, the standard ones that everyone has in their college dorm rooms and stuff like that. Uh, really not crappy, but I mean, crappy material. They just look 
normal. You know, they're like eight feet high or something. Sixty bucks at, at IKEA. And uh, what we did was, you know, went on to ikeahacks.net. Now this site is crazy, man. Man, I, <laughs> I gotta get on that. I don't do any type of like hacking anything because I can't even. Wait, build wait, them you're you are them. hacking. You're the hacking guy. You're the travel okay, hacking guy. <laughs> I, I don't do any hacking that has to deal with actually building things because I can't even build the thing to begin with. So like hacking an Ikea thing means that you have to build the Ikea thing first. I did build the uh, the bookcases myself, so they're pretty easy, but I built them myself. I did mess them up. Here's, here's a thing, man. Uh, a rant about Ikea. They're really cheap, right? Like I love that. But – I will pay the extra $1 for a $69 bookcase if they would just paint all the sides of everything so that you're not putting it on like backwards. So I put on the shelves backwards so that the little like particle board wood part was facing out, right? Mm -hmm. um, instead of in like against the back <laughs> of it, it was facing front so people could see it. But I didn't realize it or whatever. And um, Thus the not and handy situation well, right but i built the whole thing but heather's actually helping on this first one and she didn't notice either and she's super handy so we built it and then we're like dude this shelf is facing the wrong way so we had to take it all apart and do it just because this one shelf and i thought just paint the back like it would take you a split second to paint that and then it wouldn't matter which way you put it in so like ikea I'm telling you, there's a market there. Just paint every surface of these things and don't make us have to figure out which side's the back, the front, top, bottom, all that kind of stuff. So ikeahacks.net fell down that rabbit hole a couple weeks ago. Uh, people doing crazy stuff. Jay, you live in a uh, small Norwegian apartment. Uh, not small by Norwegian standards, but you know by U.S. standards where we all have mass – not we all, like I don't, <laughs> but a lot of people have massive homes. Um People doing crazy stuff like making bookcases with Murphy beds that come out of the wall. Anyway, check out IkeaHacks.net if you're handy. Can't wait to. I really can't wait to. So we built this bookshelf, and what we did was we took three Billy bookcases, and then we put crown molding, this big crown molding across the top, and crown molding where they connect and on the outside so it looks like a custom bookshelf. And then we painted it all white. It looks awesome. I mean, it looks like a custom-made. It, it, it Someone does. Came in and Built, built in bookshelves into our home and probably cost us out of pocket uh, 350 bucks. Whereas, you know, if you had someone come build this for you, it'd cost you a thousand or probably more than that. Um, Extend, more than extending his hacking empire from, uh, from, from airlines, flights and travel into Ikea and furniture. I love it. So, all right, you have this beautiful bookcase in this office, yada, yada, yada. Now you want to get the yada, F out of Dodge. Right. <laughs> Coincidentally. Um, okay. So here's something I struggle with. No, I am sure you struggle with this too, because we've talked about a lot. I, I don't know if everyone else struggles with this, but my guess would be yes. They just might not be as crazy as us. Is that, you know, I haven't had a home base for five years. Now I moved back into the home. We're making it nice. It looks awesome. Heather's done a great job with the interior decorate, but we keep adding stuff. And it's been a big pull on my... I want to say my heart, my soul, I don't know, my psyche, where, you know, yeah, I'm happy about this bookshelf. Like I have a standing desk coming today, which I'm super duper excited about. So I'm making stuff in my home base nice and I'm happy for that. But I also feel like, man, am I weighing down myself now with all my stuff? Like, is it going to be each, hard for me? With each physical object, you feel a little bit of a, a weight on your shoulders. I definitely do because I, I am a fairly minimalistic. I'm not a super minimalist. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, I read a Derek Sivers article, uh, 
two days ago and he talks about how he moves every couple of years and all he has is a few pairs of clothes, a laptop, and he just moves into furnished apartments. And I thought, well, I could do that too, but I do also like having my home. So like, I'm not that far, right? Yeah. I feel like it's a weight and you know, especially if it's something that I don't want, like the bookshelves and the stained desk, like are going to help me. So I feel good. But if like Heather wants something, it's not to <laughs> there. Get wait, there's, let's not gloss over this point. It's, it's a tough thing when you're married to someone crazy, like for her, like she's married <laughs> to me, not, not me married to her. Right. I didn't want that to come out wrong. Um, and that's a whole nother aspect of location independence that we can, t- that I think we should do a whole podcast on of like if one person's location indie and the other isn't, or, or if you're both working towards it together, you know, that adds a whole nother dimension because building location independent thing is tough on its own. Right. And you're doing something different. So it naturally becomes harder uh, for people who aren't wired the same way as you. So anyway, this idea of adding stuff has been a bit, it's it's like a blessing and a curse. I felt really good about it because I've got stuff hanging up that I've had from all over the world and I look at it and it shows me these memories, but I'm also like, I'm not the person who's only going to stay here. So I have to find that balance. And um, So you're, you're leaving in a couple days. Yeah, so heading to Israel for the first traveling experience in four months. Uh, the, and, and this the last is a, sol- we- a solo excursion. It is. And this will be my first solo traveling of any amount of time, really. And I'm going to Israel. And it's it's solo in that Heather's not going with me. But it's I'm also going on a group trip. So it's a bunch of firsts here. First time I'm really going alone. But first time I'm ever going on a group trip as well. And that will be with, with a travel company called Puzzle Israel, which I'm really excited about. Two Israeli chefs who now start a travel company and they want to show you the real Israel. So they they have everything planned for us, which is great. I don't have to do any planning. And I'm going to show up and there's going to be like six other travel writers or eight. I don't know. I haven't checked the itinerary that close. And uh, just excited for that because it's going to get me out. I'm going to focus on not being on the internet. You know, we had our big location indie opening. The doors are open. We did a ton of work. We talked about that in other podcasts of like how crazy it was. And now it's a little bit of a release here for about eight days. And I, I've never, I won't say I've never been more excited to travel, but this is the most that I felt that I needed to travel. Like I have to get out, man. Cause I've been mm. a little, uh, you're, you're also, jonesing like a crack addict on the street. You're like, you're trying, you need a fix, need a fix, man. And it's been, it's been bad weather here in Philadelphia. It's winter. And Heather and I have already vowed to each other. And I, I hope everyone in the location, any podcast community holds me to this, to never be in Philadelphia through January and February again, because that was <laughs> not our plan. We knew we didn't want it to be. And now it's like, no way. I don't want to be here in winter because it makes me, it, it I don't feel as vibrant. As yeah, I, should I, I don't think that's a terrible pledge to make actually. And Getting away is huge. I mean, this is... I know you feel this way because you took a digital sabbatical that I, I haven't taken one as long as that. So I tell people what you did because you came back a changed man. <laughs> I'm planning on another one in April, by the way, but we can talk oh, about that try later. Let your business partner know Yeah, I'll just quickly. let my business partner know right here on the podcast. Hey, I'm going to be gone for a few weeks. Yeah, when I went to Nepal, I took a digital sabbatical last year and it was three weeks, maybe four weeks. I mean, when I went trekking for sure, I think we got on for an email one time because Anna Dorta wanted to send an email to her parents. I wanted to send an email to let everybody know I was okay, but we didn't do any work or anything. I was just so freeing to be away from it all. And I'm coming from a background where I 
have not traveled very much with computers up until I started this location-independent lifestyle. And maybe that sounds like a little old school. It's because I am old school, but I started this traveling. old school. He's, where, he's rocking a bandana <laughs> and everything today. Folks. I know. We should take some screenshots of this. I, uh, I started traveling in, in 98, you know, and I was nomadic for over a decade, like no car, no home. So I got very used to... No home in the sense of I was voluntarily homeless because I was living on the road. I was doing these road jobs, traveling in between overseas. And I just got used to like not having like everything I had, I had with me. So now I'm like you, man. Now that I've come to Norway and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the expat thing. I'm going to be living in Norway. I'm going to be an expat for the first time. That's exciting. New country to explore, new language to learn. So I have a little bit of that travel adventure feeling, but it's also home, you know, and it's becoming more and more home now that I've been here longer. And of course, since we moved into an apartment, we're getting stuff. I'm looking around at some boxes right now. Well, you're in like the similar mode that I was two or three months ago, you just moved into your place and it was basically unfurnished. You just bought it and now you have to fill it with, with stuff. Well, you don't, you don't have to, but well, so it's been good. Like we've been using fin.no, which is like the Craigslist of Norway. So we got a couch, a really nice, comfortable couch for like a couple hundred bucks. We already had a table. Like it's a small place. So that's the good thing about small places and minimalism is you don't have to do a lot to furnish it. You know, it's strange. And like, Actually, I found myself the other day, Trav, this hasn't happened to me for because I really don't like shopping or getting stuff. Like there'll be like two or three times a year where I'm like, oh, I need some like I love to get clothes and stuff like that when well, I want very to do specific it. things too. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like super stoked right. for the standing desk to come in the mail. Like really, 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 really excited. But it's a very specific yeah. one off thing that I've been wanting for months. Right. If I like need a shirt, I'm like, I need a couple new shirts. Then it's like, okay, I, all my shirts have holes in them. Now I need to go get a couple new shirts. It can be fun. But, uh, I saw this thing the other day in the Salvation Army store here, dude, this thing was awesome. It's, it's an old radio from the fifties and it just looks so rad. It's got a globe on it and you can tune to different countries. And I'm like, I want this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I want a thing. This is so weird. Like, why do I want this thing this thing is so cool it's like this retro radio i'm like okay i know this is irrational this is not minimalistic at all i can't travel with this that's for sure it'd be like retro boombox style you know up on the shoulder you wanted a luxury like I, yeah i was like survivor like, speak a luxury item. yeah it was like 75 bucks or something and I, I was like i love audio obviously we do these podcasts i have a thing for audio and i was starting to think okay i'm gonna set up my office here in norway Maybe I'll trick it out to some audio stuff. And this was cool. And I was like, I didn't buy it, actually. But I'm thinking I might go get Wait, it. Wait, the whole buildup. <laughs> you didn't. I might go get it tomorrow. I know I wanted to show it to you. My own but yeah, heart. it was just... Yeah, Built it, just, it up for hours, days, talks about it on a podcast. <laughs> it was just weird, man. And like, yeah, the stuff can weigh you down. But like, outside of the stuff, just getting away from what you're doing and you're, 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 cons- I don't know, like there's something and I'm sure everybody listening to the show can relate because you have the same sort of travel bug or, or urge to travel when you're in the same place for too long. And if you've been nomadic for a while, you just, you need the freedom of the road, whatever that is. And it's hard because you, it's, you also, you want to have a sense of adventure at home You don't want to be like this person that gets stuck into a routine or whatever because you know how you feel when you travel. 
And it's hard to reconcile those two things because I do want to bring that... I talked about this recently on, on my podcast. I do want to bring that travel experience home wherever I am because I think you can. But getting out and traveling is so visceral. It really just makes it... it you, like It's not like a mindset thing you have to work towards. It just happens. You can do little things right when you're home to kind of stave off the big <laughs> trip, right? Like you can get out and... I mean, for me, it was literally getting out into like the world. I mean, when I say that, I was hunkered down in this office and bad weather. I, you know, there was a point where for two days, I don't think I went outside until I finally sat up and was like, Welcome I have not been outside. Yeah, I have not been outside. This is awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, like, you, like, if you're like that, first step, get outside, which I did. So, there's ways you could stave off. You could bring travelers in, you can have friends visit you, stuff like that. You can visit neighboring towns, all that kind of stuff. But I see it as like a continuum, right? Because eventually, and then, you know, maybe the tra and again, the traveling doesn't have to be exotic, right? You could go, if you're living in, in Pennsylvania, you could go up to Maine or you could go down to Florida, you could go over to California. You know, all that stuff's enough, I think. It's a feeling you have to have. It is, someone said to me the other day, they're like, you're, you're addicted to traveling. You're addicted to that feeling. And I said, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. I, am. <laughs> like, I, I mean, not to the point that it, it like infringes on my life. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, well, duh, it is my life. But um, and I think that's a positive thing for sure. But I said, yes, the same feeling that I have the need to get out there and experience that, like you said, that visceral feeling is the same need that people have who are addicted to other things. Now, luckily, traveling, you know, is a, is a healthy thing. And I think really expands your mind is good for everyone. But it's a need that has to happen. Yeah, I felt like I was not who I was some at, at points in these last four months. It wasn't like for four months I felt like crazy and, and I felt awful. But did you read that article about the wanderlust gene? If you just search for the wanderlust gene on uh, Google, you can probably find it. Did you hear about that? No. There were some scientists that apparently, you know, identified a gene that makes it, you know, it's like a hereditary gene that can make you a traveler essentially, or somebody that needs to be wandering or out on the road. So congratulations. <sighs> Jason has just diagnosed everyone listening with the wanderlust. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like 99.9% .9 accurate. I'm this is like you. nature versus nurture. And like, is it, is it hereditary? Like, can you, is travel hereditary? Is being a nomad hereditary? I, I don't, my parents aren't big travelers. I don't think so, man. Know? Like I, I'm not saying that there's not something to this gen and I should have read the article beforehand, but I, I didn't cause I didn't know it was going to come up. But I think if you are somebody that's listening to this show, it's like, this is the thing I'm, I'm learning, I think. You know, we get a lot of these emails and like we're talking to people in this community all the time and it's like, it's okay. I think there's like an acceptance period for some people if they haven't traveled before, but they have this inside of them. They're like, okay, I want this. In, let's say it's the person that wants the location-dependent lifestyle because they want to travel. They have something inside of them that, that wants to wander, yet like in our day and age in our society... It, especially in the States, like it's not really something that people can embrace because it's not accepted as much as it is in like in Australia, like you're young and you go travel the world for a year. And that's like a thing in culture, you know, I, I totally agree. But I'm I think it's becoming more accepted, which it makes me super pumped because I, I think the reason it might not have been accepted as much is because the our parents generation didn't really have that freedom as much because like they got into jobs and, and our, our, 
our grandparents really didn't, you know, you're, you know, we're talking about coming out of the great depression and things like that. You know, it's like, you didn't have these luxuries, like you had to work and you couldn't do it. And I think now we are lucky enough that we're a couple generations removed where it's like, all right, well, people have worked hard. Now I can go enjoy the fruits of their labor. No, but you know, and I, I do see it being more accepted in the U S more. And I think, do you see that as well? Because yeah, I'm I mean, well, you're right. I mean, let's think about the grandparents or like the older generation. There was the hippie trail, they called it. That was from, you know, London to all the way through Europe to the Middle East. And it was a kind of popular thing, but they not really, it was sort of counterculture. They called it the hippie trail for a reason. And hippies were not necessarily, that wasn't a positive thing back in the day to certain, in certain circles, like be like, Oh, that damn hippie. Don't let you, you know? hear that. You've got a bandana and <laughs> beads on. Hey man, I want to go on the hippie trail, man. The no, but, uh, day hippie, Jason Moore. <laughs> but now, I mean, think about what is, what is a digital nomad or what is somebody who's location independent wants to work from anywhere and travel the world. You don't get, you don't get tagged in that hippie thing you're just i i don't know it's it, it is a subculture i guess but the reason why we're doing it is because we want to travel that's the driving force and i do think you're right it is being accepted uh more and more and especially it's, once people it's awesome right it's awesome that like being a digital nomad isn't it, people might not get it like people just to this day, most people in my life don't understand what I do and never will. And that's totally fine. Um, but they're not they're not thinking like, whoa, that dude's weird. Like, it's not a negative thing. It's just like, I don't understand how it's happening. And that's what's cool is that all of us, everyone listening and us are on the forefront of this movement, but it's an accepted movement. Like, I think most people see it, even if they don't understand it, and they're like, that's really awesome. And maybe they feel like they couldn't do it, or maybe they maybe, and this is what's neat about some people listening and us as well in our own lives, maybe you're the person that shows them that it's possible. You know, like maybe they're waiting for it to come out. I think that's, there's something to that for sure. And the reason why it's accepted is because you can, you can read it all over the internet that people are doing it, you know? So once you, once you see, uh, well, I got an email from a guy the other day. It was like, well, you know, all your guests can do it and you can do it. Then I can do it too type of thing. And like, I'm like, damn right. Like, yeah, of course you can do it. You can all do it. And then, and it just helps to have, I guess the access to seeing other people doing it, which when I started traveling, I mean, there weren't like all these travel blogs and different things. I took a solo trip. I didn't know anybody in my life. I never talked to anybody or didn't know anybody that had done that before. So it was a, a bit scary, you know? Now you can model anybody online. Not like you have to... You're going to do it like the way they do it. But you can at least look online to inspiration. I think pretty much anything well, you want isn't, to do. Isn't that why we're doing what we do in essence? We're saying, hey, if you're sitting there thinking that it might not be possible. You don't know anyone in your life who's doing it and you're feeling this way and you don't even know what this might mean or, or maybe you do know what it means but you don't know how to do it. We want you to have people that you can model off of. Yeah. In essence, I mean, we're going to... It's just surrounding yourself podcast, with people right? doing it or wanting to do it and that really... Yeah, I mean, that's what this community is all about. So for people like us, people like you who are listening that obviously love travel at a deeper level, I think, than the mo the occasional like, oh yeah, I like to go down to Florida, you know, for a week, or I like to go I'm down... I'm going to go to Disney World for a week, yeah. I, which is cool. I, I would oh like yeah, to yeah, nothing wrong with that. But like, if you're listening to the show, 
chances are you love traveling on a much deeper level that you want to integrate as much of it into your life as possible. But you also have an interest in business. You want to start your own thing and you want to have that triangle of freedom that we talk about here on this show. Freedom of location, freedom of time, and financial freedom. Why does travel make you better a better business person if you're somebody like us? And I think that's what you said in the beginning. That was the key to that whole, I think, angle on things is because if it fits if you're somebody like us. If you put if you trap Travis in the office for too long, he might lose his edge. I don't think he will, but... No, I think I would. I do think I would. I, it's not even like your edge. It's more that you lose kind of the desire and the motivation. Like everything that we do is is very open, honest, heartfelt, and we put a lot of ourselves into it. And not everyone's business is like that, uh, is like this. But traditionally, a lot of the people that we see in Location Indy, you know, you're putting a lot of your heart and soul into it because you're starting from scratch, right? And it requires a lot of work. And so if you get to a point where you're not feeling vibrant and ready to take it on and you don't have the energy, that's going to affect the work you do for sure. And so you need to get out and and trust your true self. And I keep getting really woo-woo-y using these terms I never imagined I would use. Uh, this is now. You must have been hanging talk, around me too much. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm hanging around that hippie Jason Moore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you have to let yourself breathe and be true to yourself. And then when you go out and travel, you can come back and you're fired up, or you're working on the road. That's what I've seen, and that's what I'm really excited to tackle in 2016. Is having a home base where I can come and like, okay, I've got my monitors, I've got my bookshelves, I've got my standing desk. When I'm here, like, let's try to do all this. But let's set up a really good system for when I'm away to be able to travel for some time period. And that's what I've seen work for me a little more. It's like focused blocks of things of like, all right, now I'm going to go travel, hopefully just for travel's sake. And that's why I'm excited about this Israel trip because I'm with a group and it is a travel tour. So like it'll be traveling for travel's sake again versus when you travel alone or, or with your partner. It's like, well, I could just stay in and be on my computer and do more work. Like so that's that's how I'm going to build it and balance it in my life is taking more structured blocks and uh, and trying to be okay with both situations. Yeah, and if you feel you want to explore the world, if you're not getting that thing that you think is going to feed your soul, it's going to be hard to bring a certain level of energy to your business, which is why travel is so important for people that are running businesses that love it. And also the perspectives, the... Uh, the shots of inspiration you get are heightened to like a whole other level when you're traveling. You're seeing so many different things. You're meeting so many different people and you can bring all these perspectives and all of these, all this inspiration and then you can put it into your work. And I think if you love to travel, you love to explore, you get that feeling of adventure inside. You get that feeling of being out in the world and like having all these different angles and perspectives and things then you can bring that to what you're doing and really make something great. And that's, I think, why travel makes you a better business person if you're somebody who has the wanderlust gene, if you believe in that, or if you're somebody who just... Jason hasn't read the article. He just saw the title. I did read the article, but I, ha- I, I don't have it memorized. It was like weeks ago, but... Gotcha. No um, photographic more- <laughs> memory, unfortunately. <laughs> one more point I think we should make with that. I think we'll, we'll break this out into its own podcast, uh, for sure. But be okay with the changes that happen as well. Be okay with saying, I don't want to be nomadic or I want a home base. Like I, both of us struggle with that for a while. We're like, Oh wait, are we, are we 
giving up on ourselves by coming back and having a home base? Didn't we say we could travel, live and work anywhere in the world? Be okay with you wanting to work from home or you wanting to do this. You know, like your your preferences are going to change. And um, just for a quick nomadic, Matt wrote a pretty good article about this when he stopped being nomadic, you know, and he said, like, I was so worried that my whole thing is being nomadic, Matt. And now I'm not as nomadic is and here's why that doesn't matter. And it was great. And I think we've talked about on our own podcast, but we'll probably do a a location, any podcast about it of like your travel style and your business style and everything's going to change coming to accept that and not feeling like you have to keep doing certain something a certain way. That is why Uh, being location independent is so awesome because it fits into every single every lifestyle, every lifestyle that you want, every lifestyle that you could want in the future you know whether it's hey i want to live in a different country every six months and have a base but travel around or i want to work at home but then maybe i want to try you know like it's very adaptable and the biggest downside to me is being in front of the computer huge downside it's very difficult at times and it took me a long time to get used to that and i think that is why travel is so important for me is because it gets me back out there and any and then that and like you said you can do that on a micro level at home but um it's it is hugely important and i think it's underestimated the amount of space and the amount of insights the amount of things that can happen when you're traveling and you have time to think and this could happen on long walks or anything like that where you give yourself space away space away is so huge it just so happens that uh, if you love travel you might want to fill that space away with travel and that's why it's so important for people there that's that's totally true. Um, do we have time to do an inside LI? We're going to make time. We have about 20 seconds, but I got to say, I, I want to throw an inside LI really quick and give some props to Jeremy, who's uh, had this great post the other day, and I couldn't help but see it because it said, tripled my email subscribers in one day. And uh, Jeremy's got an awesome travel photography blog he's building up and a business and it's called silent era photography.com beautiful photos and he finished his post at the end he said i'm now more motivated than ever and i'm ready to dig deeper with more hard work to create value through excellent content thanks everyone here provides always provides motivation support and inspiration so there you go it's a peak of a little something going on inside li and congrats to jeremy I love the successes and setbacks part of the forum in LI because people are always posting in there of here's what I did and it worked or here's what I did and it flopped and here's why and so that everyone else can avoid it. It's awesome. I got a quick question for you then. I know we're out of time. Like that ever stops us. But I'm going to sneak this in anyway. What is the biggest win that you had when you were first starting what you were doing. Like, is there a specific thing that you can remember back to like Jeremy, where he's going to remember, like, remember that one day I tripled my email subscriber. This is when I knew I was going to be able to do it. And he'll look back and it'll be, and it'll be funny because it's such a small thing in the scheme of it, but it, it, it started that flow. Um, and that belief. The first one was when I started consulting and then I moved to Norway and I was looking around one day and thinking, Holy crap, I set this intention to be location independent at that time, I think it was, I'm bad with timelines, but I think it was a couple of years before that or a year and a half. I can't remember exactly how long, but it was a while and I was working towards it. And I'm like, I'm actually doing it. 
Like I'm with this girl that I met in a hostel that I've been thinking about. I am living in Norway. I can work from anywhere. This is insane. So that was one time. And then when I started uh, my first online business in the event world after my consulting gig, and I made that first sale, and then we launched the Paradise Pack all in one month, it was like, I knew like if I could do that in one month, then I could do it forever. And, uh, and then that's when I stopped doing full-time consulting and really transitioned to being location-dependent. Well, you're an entrepreneur when you're in your own business and you're a consultant and freelancer. Um, but that's when I uh, trans transferred to my own businesses, I guess. That is awesome. I personally, my the first sale I made of my ebook, I remember sitting there it was October 2012, and uh, you know I'd spent two months writing this ebook, and I thought it was possible to make money off my site. I had made some money off like affiliates and stuff, and I, I set a deadline, put the book out. On at noon, I should I, I should figure out the date so I can go back and celebrate it every year. Put it out at noon and thought, well, here goes. And twelve oh two comes, and I make my first sale. And it's uh, a lady named Susie who I have actually met up with since then. And I just thought, it is twelve oh two, you know, uh, p.m. like in the middle of the day on a I think it was a Thursday in October. I am at the dining room counter of. Uh, family that Heather was nannying for. So I'm not like doing any work. I'm playing around with them and a sale comes in. And uh, that was my first real <laughs> location independent dollar. I just thought, this is it. Yeah. Don't want to do it any other That's way. So, so awesome. Yeah. If, uh, if you were interested in surrounding yourself with other people doing this, which is the absolute best way to become location independent. And if you are already location independent, just to connect with others, doing it, help each other out. Uh, I've seen people partnering up in our community. Check out Location Indie, our community, uh, just at locationindie.com. And we have a way to text on there, uh, I believe, if you just text Location For the Indie. Text, we are tech savvy now, right? Tech savvy. All one word, Location Indie to 33444. Then you can hop on our email list and find out uh, when the community opens up again. But not only that, we send out weekly newsletters and a bunch of goodies and oh, different... A bunch of freebies just, and yeah, stuff updates like that. about what's going on uh, in the travel community, in the digital nomad community, in the lifestyle business, whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to call it. But uh, we try to dish you as much value as possible because I guess that's what we're all about. And um, yeah. So yeah. text it right text now. It. Grab your phone. This podcast is going to end. Grab your phone. Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E, all one word, 33444. And we will see you on the newsletter. And uh, I guess you'll be hearing from us again on the Location Indie podcast. So thanks for joining us today, guys. Thank you for the support. And until next time, peace. I got my hippie bandana piece thing going. That's right. Get those rose-colored sunglasses on, my friend. <laughs>